What is happening? All you wonderful youth workers across the world, hope that you're having a super fantastic day today. I did. I had tacos today. So, I mean, in reality, can you have a bad day if you've had tacos? These were really good tacos. Carne asada tacos and shrimp tacos. You can't really buy one taco. I just want to point this out. You know, you could just buy one. But why in the world would you want to buy just one taco when you can have two tacos? And two tacos are better than one tacos. I think that's, I think that's in the Old Testament somewhere. Um, welcome in, everybody. If you're brand spanking new and you're not used to weird openings like that, uh, I don't really apologize for that, only because that's who I am. And uh, I want to welcome to the weirdness that is Paul Turner and the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, which the primary goal here is not to be weird. The primary goal is to keep youth workers motivated and move your youth ministry forward. That's, that's the whole goal, by the way. And uh, I want to talk to you today about today's uh, topic, about resigning and things like that. We'll get into that in just a second. But before I do, I want to let you know about a new resource I have. Uh, it, is, uh, it is 40 days through Psalm 119, Volume 1 and 2. So they are two uh, books. Each of them are 40 days each. So what I've done since since January, I basically have been writing a devotion a day uh, for the past probably five days a week over the past five months. And uh, and this is what I've come up with. And they are available for purchase now. If you go to gumroad.com slash resources. And you look up the resources there, you will find uh, Psalm 119, Volume 2. And Psalms 119 is just awesome to me. It's just a a fantastic chapter. It's the longest chapter in the Bible, 176 verses. And each of these devotions is about one and a half pages, roughly one page to one and a half pages of devotion of just my thoughts and prayers and my studying and my uh, just whatever God gives me about it. And, And my goal is to simply refresh our hearts about the Word of God, to really grab hold of, uh, of God's Word and to really appreciate it, to be thankful for it. I think we can get to a place where we, where we just uh, take it for granted that it's just, you know, some old book or some old uh, verses or, or, or it's, a, um, it's some sort of advice column uh, that we go to when we, when we feel like it, versus being a living manuscript, you know, as, as Hebrews says, you know, that you know, it's living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, you know? And so that's my goal in this uh, volumes one and two. Uh, that link will be in the show notes, by the way. And uh, if you want to get that, I would, I would encourage you to check it out. You can use it for anything. I mean, my goal in writing it isn't necessarily that you use it for your youth ministry. I'm more concerned about your soul. Uh, I'm concerned about your kids' souls. I'm, I, I'm, I'm no doubt about it. You can use it for small groups. You can use it for, um, you know, camp devotions this summer if you wanted to. You could have a little devotion every day, just hand it to your leaders and, and give it to them. You could do that, but primarily it's for your soul. It's for growing your soul because if you don't grow your soul, well then, you know, what good are you or me? going to be to any kids that we serve. And so that's my encouragement. If you're looking for something a little bit deeper, if you're looking for something that'll challenge, got a little bite to it. Uh, it also comes with, by the way, when you buy it, it comes with volume one and volume two. These are physical things. I will mail them to you. It also comes with uh, the PDFs in this particular package. 
You get the two books, you get the two PDFs, and I just threw in a little bonus audio version. I want you to let me know whether or not you would like this in some sort of audio version, because I will uh, tackle that if that's something you'd like to do. You can always hit me up at thedprojectatme.com and let me know your thoughts on that, because I don't mind doing it if there's a great need for that. Uh, I will also post up probably PDF only, if you are interested in just the PDF and not um, not the physical books. Uh, but what you also get, another resource you get with this, is I've done about three to four questions per devotion. So these are for you. So if you're into journaling, if you're into any of those things where you say, look, I want some challenging questions to be able to write some things down, take some notes for myself, uh, that's what those questions are for. And those are also available for both volumes. There's about three to four questions. So you have 80 devotions total, three to four small group questions uh, that you can use for an adult small group. You can use it with your adult staff if you want to kick off your staff meetings with a little devotion with your either your youth staff or even your, your church staff. So whichever you choose to do. But this has just been a passion project for me. Nobody was screaming, Paul, when are you going to do Psalms 119? Well, nobody was screaming that but me on the inside uh, because I love the chapter so much. I just wanted to put some, some time and love and energy behind it. And if it's something for you, please go check it out. Like I said, the link will be in the description below. All right, that is that. And now it is time to get uh, to uh, the core of this podcast, which is about resignation. And by the way, this is not, you would think, you know, I'm right now resign. Now what? You think, well, I'm going to teach you about if you resign from your church. Well, I am, but I'm going to talk to you about my resignation from my church. That's right. Uh, it's not clickbait. It is a deal. It is a thing. Uh, you know, this has been on the works for me for about a year and a half. It's really been tugging on my heart. And the church I've been at has been so generous to me. They're such good people. It crushed my soul to even tell the kids that I was leaving because I've been there eight years. Uh, and if you've ever gone through that long term, you just look at kids and you can just see tears welling up in their eyes. And uh, that's not fun. That is not fun at all. I just want to point that out. But in my heart, I knew, and I'm going to break down for you just a little bit about my process, because some of you might be thinking about your own process. Well, when do I know it's time to leave? When do I know it's time to resign? When do I know it's, you know, you think about this, right? And, and for me, it was becoming more and more clear and more and more evident as time went on. And it just became such a struggle. It just became such a, it wasn't anything bad. I mean, I hate the fact that people think, you know, that, um, you know, things are dramatic, and that, you know, everybody's got to leave or resign for some, you know, insidious reason of some kind. And there's none. The pastor and I are on good terms. The board and I are on good terms. The parents and I are on good terms. The students and I are on good terms. I could have stayed there another 10 years. But it wasn't in my heart. It, and, and it just wasn't there. It was, it was a struggle. And when you get to that point of struggle, you're like, well, what am I going to do about this? And for most of you, if you've been listening to this podcast, this is podcast episode number 70, I believe. And you notice that it's a passion of mine to equip youth workers just like you. And I, I really feel like I need to spend more time doing that. I really sense and feel that there's a lot of youth workers out there, as there always have been, by the way, uh, that just need somebody to be speaking into their life and saying, hey, man, how can I help you? And let's be honest and let's be real and let's have, uh, let's have a conversation uh, about all those things. 
And I want to be able to do that for you. I want to be able to spend more time on the podcast uh, and developing resources like the Psalms 1 and 2, uh, and just be able to listen to the heartbeat of youth ministries, listen to the heartbeat from a national point of view, and say, where are these things heading? What's going on with this? And of course, my passion is discipleship. It is about the, to me, it is about life, making lifelong followers of Jesus. That's it. That's what a disciple is to me. It is a lifelong follower of Jesus where sometimes I think, you know, we, um, we do a lot of short-term stuff um, where we, we're, we're, we're kids jump on board a program or a thing or this or that for short terms uh, for a, a, all kinds of reasons, whether it's to fit in, whether it's to just do a little something different. But I'm talking about lifetime. I'm talking about talking with these people, you know, kids that grow up and grow old, that I'm somehow still discipling them in some fashion. You never, you and I, especially youth worker, we're not, we're never being done being discipled. We should always leave room for people to speak into our lives. I have to do it. I have people doing that for me, and uh, I have to keep open to that. And if I don't, I'm in trouble. And uh, and you are too if you don't do that. So. For me, let me break down kind of how, I, how I'm viewing this and give you kind of the, the perspective, maybe the, the, the in-depthness you don't get from somebody who just says, I'm going to resign, they leave, and they go away. Well, several things play in on this, okay? Um, first of all, I am turning 50. Now, f- growing older, you, if you've read my, any of my blog posts, I'll put a few in the, the, the notes below, but age isn't a matter. It's not a matter whether I can do the job at 50 or not. I, I believe I can. That's not the issue per se. Do I want to do the job at 50? Look, everybody's got their own thing. You have to just stay in your lane and be you. I know that I think, in my opinion, I become less valuable to this group as I get older because there's other conditions surrounding that. I become less, and I understand about having fathers in the ministry and grandfathers and all that kind of thing. I just don't think I need to do it for them professionally. Uh, in fact, that's the weird thing. I'm not even leaving the church. This is going to be one of those weird scenarios that's never happened to me before that I'm actually not going to leave the church. I'm going to stay within the church. I may not be there all the time because I'm going to be traveling and speaking. I'll get into that in just a minute. But you know, for me, uh, I'm a part of these kids' lives. I'm a part of some of these adults' lives. You know, and uh, I, you know, I can see from their point of view, they'd say, "Well, you've been with us eight years, and there's a lot of feelings, maybe sometimes of betrayal, and why would you leave?" And I'm gonna stay true to some of these relationships and stay within the congregation because I think these kids are fantastic. I think they're outstanding. All of them are leaders on various levels, and uh, and you know what? I just I think they're fantastic. I love them very much. But turning 50 has, has, it's not necessarily that I can or cannot do a job whether I'm 50. I can. The deal is, is I'm looking at the next 20 years. What kind of impact do I want to have? Can I stay in the youth group and still continue to do it? Sure, I can. But I don't think it's fair to them. It's, I think to me, it's cheating them if I'm only giving them 50% of myself or 75% of myself. And I'm dividing that time between youth workers and them. Yes, there's balance in that. You can still do that. But when it's in your heart, as it is in my heart, to, to step out in faith and say, you know what, God, I want to be challenged. I want to be, I want to be, I want to trust God on a whole new level. And uh, I, that's what I want to do. I don't want to settle. I don't want, I don't want the next 20 years about settling. I want it to be about stretching. 
I want it to be about moving forward and equipping youth workers and training youth groups and raising up generations of uh, leaders who are making disciples, right? Uh, not just making converts, not just making uh, 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 kids who are compliant, uh, uh, loyalists to uh, individual bodies of ministry or, or to denominations. I'm talking about f- lifelong followers of Jesus. That's what I want to I, I help people do that. And, you know, the other factors that play a part in this is, is the fact is this, I believe in my heart, I have taken these students as far as I could take them without question, without question. I've taken them, I've taken them about as far as I can take them. And because of that, it's not fair to them. uh, If I stay when I feel like I have done everything I'm supposed to do and I have no vision going forward, if I have no vision going forward, that's not fair to them. Say, Paul, can't you pray? Yes. If you think I haven't prayed. My Lord, man, I talk to the Lord a lot. He, him and I have conversations quite regularly about such things. And over time, you know, I was able to develop leaders. I was able to watch kids shine, and they're still shining. But I knew I couldn't take them any further. You know, we've done so much together from retreats, missions trips, service projects, outreaches. And it just started to feel like wash, rinse, repeat. Yes, there's some repetitiveness in there. And maybe from a personality standpoint, too, that that my personality requires maybe uh, changes of pace, maybe more so than other people. And there's nothing wrong with repetition as long as you're getting results. But I felt like I was becoming a manager when these kids needed a leader. It's just that simple. I, I did not want to be a manager of things. I wanted to be a leader. And I didn't feel like I could be their leader anymore, uh, a visionary within the group to do that, then I didn't think it was fair for them to to do that. It's not fair to them. So I wanted to make sure that they understood that. And I told them all this when I had the meeting with everybody and said, listen, guys, I've taken you as far as I can go. Somebody else has got to come in. And by the way, they're already meeting with our pastor, which that wouldn't have happened unless I stepped away. There's other things that are going on here that that from the church perspective is, is, is what I'm thinking of as well of things that needed to happen. And they're already giving them new ideas and fresh ideas, and they're coming directly from the kids' hearts. And man, that's what I want. I don't, who cares if I'm there eight years? Who cares about the way I used to do it? Nobody, nobody cares about that. I want them to be, start to lead and become fully functioning members of the body of Christ all the way through. And I think the only way to do that is for me to be able to step aside. The second thing um, I really felt in my heart was that I really felt like the kids needed uh, a younger leader. Somebody maybe in their 30s, and here's why. Once again, does it, does it matter if you're 50? No, it doesn't. If you're listening to this and you're 50 years old or 55 or 60 and you're still the youth pastor, I say, God bless you. If you have the, the energy and the drive and the vision and all that that goes along with that, man, you go for it. I am for you. I am not talking about that. I'm talking about the, for the lifetime of the church. I'm in a church that skews a little bit older, right? And I could stay and get older with them, or we can infuse this with a little bit younger uh, leader who can bring some other things to the table that I can't. Uh, and that's just my heart for that. I, I, I want the church to succeed. I don't want just the youth group to succeed. I want the church to succeed. That's, that's kind of important, the whole thing. You know, the youth group doesn't exist without the rest of the body who supports and trains up and all these adults who need to be involved in their lives. And so, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed that I've hit my peak maybe with this group. You know, I love my students with all my heart, but they need somebody who's truly, fully engaged and hitting on all cylinders with them. And I'm not ashamed that it all caught up to me at some point that says, okay, 
That's it. You know, it happens to all of us at some point, regardless. You know, the kids need a younger leader for, for this particular job. You know, I could have selfishly hung on for, you know, for another 10 years or whatever, but, you know, listen, nobody was kicking me out. But I don't think that would have served these students or the church well. I want them to have a younger leader who can bring life to the group for a longer period of time. Uh, the third reason I resigned my position is this, that the church needed some creative ideas. I'm sorry, they needed a creative crisis, which, which spawns creative ideas, by the way. Uh, most in the church see my leaving position as a bad thing. Initially, they see it as bad, and I do not. Every church needs a creative crisis. You know, a, a church needs moments where they need to rally around a person or a program or a ministry. And in this case, it's the youth ministry. I want adults in there. I want fresh ideas and fresh visions. And, and that doesn't happen unless there's a creative crisis. And I'm not leaving the church permanently. I'm still going to be there. I'll be there, you know, at least one or two Sunday mornings if I'm not uh, speaking. I hope that I am speaking. But when I'm when I'm here at home, I'm I'm going to be in church. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to be there on Wednesdays necessarily either because hopefully I'll be in somebody's youth group somewhere preaching. Hopefully yours. That might be a thing, right? So mark that down. Hey, contact Paul Turner. Fall, now booking for fall 2018, uh, winter and spring 2019, and camp, by the way. So the deal is this. We're all one church, right? Adults, teens, children. And the adults needed the youthfulness. The adults need the youthfulness of teens to see how, uh, you know, to see the now and the future of the body of Christ, right? That that youth is going to give the older adults hope. We're going to step up. We're going to do more. The teenagers need the wisdom and the maturity of the adults to help them on their journey, right? My hope is that, you know, they don't hire somebody too quickly. Otherwise, everyone will wipe their brow and, and you know, kind of, you know, do that with their hands and say, boy, I'm glad I can stop working, you know, with those teens now. That Let that younger fella do it. Listen, that's, this kind of thing only perpetuates a let's hire out our responsibilities kind of mentality. No church. It's still your responsibility. It's still the body of Christ's responsibility to rally around young people and raise them up and help them in everything they do. Uh, the next thing is this. Listen, I want to grow as a human being and not just a youth worker, okay? I There's certain things in me, I, and I once again, I think I loved youth ministry at some point too much. And, and I, you know, uh, I, where you where you want to hold on to it and, and, you know, I don't feel that way anymore. But listen, you can be in youth work for so long that you forget there are other adults in the world, right? My, most of my conversations are about relationships, events, cultural things, etc. And and most of the stuff's not in my wheelhouse anymore. I mean, some of it is. Listen, I'm not completely deaf. I, I understand what's going on in the world. It's just that I, I want to talk with some adults for a while about what I feel like are some more important things, right? Discipleship on a on a macro scale. Uh, of where we're going as a as a church, as a as the church body, you you know, across the world kind of thing. And the best thing I love, listen, the thing I love is having conversations right now. The, this is it. I love just sitting here at the table, uh, having coffee with my wife, or at, di- at dinner time, or sitting in the sunroom with the TV off. Listen, she's she's the real adult in the room. If we're in a room together, just guaranteed, she's the adult in the room, right? But I, I hopefully I'm going to grow in that to that adultness, right? To 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 where uh, you know I will step up to her level. And the things that my wife, my wife's name is Kim, by the way, we talk about uh, our day, our plans, uh, stuff we love, uh, you know, <laughs> nostalgic things, right? And listen, I want to be able to, I want to be able to, you know, talk to, you know, 
adults about things that are from my past and not just things that are current. I like to reflect. I don't want to be nostalgic. I just want to talk about things and references and, you know, things that people get, right? Uh, The next thing is this. I want to stretch my faith. Like I said earlier, I want to stretch my faith. And listen, to be honest, I came to a place in in this youth ministry in, in the past eight years probably where it didn't take a lot of faith to execute my job. Now, did that mean I did not pray or seek God or anything of things? No. What that meant was is that I put, uh, at some point, I think I put confidence in the flesh versus confidence in God. And I'm sure it kind of went back and forth, right? It wasn't a complete abandonment that I said, well, oh, I got this. It's No, it was simply a feeling in my heart that said, um, you know, I, I, I think that I am not at that place, and I need to stretch my faith. That was just another sign for me. You know, I always went into every youth meeting with faith that God would and could and and would change the lives of my students. And he did. Many times he did. But I knew my role too well, and it became too easy to some degree, right? And it wasn't like when I was young or you, when you and I were young. We had no clue what we were doing, and, and we'd rush heaven's doors for answers. And that's the kind of element I need back in my life. That's that kind of uh, urgency. I went back in my own heart. And, and the only way I sense that I'm going to get that is by stepping out of uh, in faith and seeing things from a different perspective, right? You know, many times I, I tell you guys stories uh, about things we're doing in our youth group. If you're on the YouTube channel with me, you watch all the videos, right? Uh, all those kind of things. You get the ideas, that kind of stuff. But but in reality, that's my world. That's eight years of that. But I need to jump into other people's shoes. I need to stretch my own faith and, and get a, a, a much wider perspective uh, of life if I'm going to be any help to anybody. Uh, you know, it became basically, it became like Rocky Three for those that are familiar with Rocky Three, uh, That's where Rocky, Mick, uh, Rocky's manager had set up Rocky with all these fights that were well below his potential to keep, you know, basically to keep him safe, right? And so in doing so, Rocky over time, got soft, right? And when he fought Clubber Lang, this, this beast came, he got in the ring with him, you know, he got destroyed. And in the end, you know, Rocky had lost his hunger, right? Cue the music, I had the tiger, right? And he went back to the gym, faced his fears, came back leaner, meaner, and ready to take on tougher opponents. And a spoiler alert, by the way, Rocky wins, okay? <laughs> and, and listen, I, I said earlier, I said, listen, that I resigned my youth pastoring job, but I have not resigned doing youth ministry, okay? I, this is getting back to getting hungry again. This is getting back to some things that are core to my being. And, um, you know, it's literally impossible for me to give up youth ministry. I'll always minister to young people. If there's a, a, adults and teens in the room, I will look to those teens and say, I wonder who's taking care of them. That's, that's going to be in my heart forever. So, <laughs> sorry, I got, I got a little emotional I said that. So, pull, pull it together, Paul. Pull it together. So, <laughs> what now? Where is this all going to go? And that's, and that's where we're heading here, right? I'm thankful that 12 years ago, I started a website called thedisciplesproject.net. And literally, it's become the hub and the launch pad for, for what's next. That was those 12 years of, of, of writing every day, if I could creating resources, creating a website that you can go to that, that's not complicated, uh, that's not super flashy necessarily, but it has the things you're looking for on there. And um, 
And I just plan. I just plan to keep, you know, writing, uh, serving the needs of youth workers just like you. Uh, I love to help good youth ministries get better and great youth ministries become epic. Uh, growth, seeing, watching things grow like that is what I love. Now, listen, if you're a, a regular listener here, okay, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your attention. This podcast is only a couple of years old, and uh, uh, and I hope to continue this. Uh, and I apologize for the past maybe week, couple of weeks where I've not had an episode for you. And that's because I've been working through many of these issues myself and trying to focus and trying to keep my mind here while I'm here, all right? Uh, I decided that I think I know what I want on my tombstone. I want the phrase, to the end, to be on there, you know, because I want to serve... Um, faithfully to the end, to the last day, to the last minute that I'm with those students. I want them to sense and know my love for them. So, knowing that, um, so what's next? Carry on with that thought here before I have another breakdown here. The bottom line is for the next, uh, I have, I'm on a, currently right now, as of this podcast, it starts today, a 60-day launch. In other words, I will not have a full-time youth ministry position uh, in my back pocket to do things. So I, I have the next 60 days. So if you count from this day, whatever day you're listening here, it's probably 60 days. And I am now booking training sessions, youth meetings, retreats, revivals, camps, bar mitzvahs, birthday parties, <laughs> anything else I can do to serve you guys. That's what I want to do. I'm booking for fall 18, 2018 and uh, 2019, and I'm ready to get it going. I'm ready to come and serve uh, the best way I can. So how can you support me? Well, there's going to be a place now on the website where you can donate, right? If you say, I'm looking for 60 people, just to begin with, just a simple thing. I'm terrible, by the way, at raising money for myself. I can raise hundreds and thousands of dollars for kids to go to camp. I can raise hundreds and thousands of dollars uh, for kids to go on mission trips. I'm terrible at asking money for myself. So some things you can do. Uh, there will be a donate button on the, um, on the website that you can now support me with. I'm looking for about 60 supporters a month, uh, 60 supporters to start just as a quick, hey, Paul, I'm in. Hey, listen, Paul, whatever I can do for you, you've blessed me, my ministry, you've given me everything you can give me. What can I do for you? Well, you can book me if you can, right? Uh, I'm in the Birmingham area here in Birmingham, Alabama. I'll be happy to travel to Atlanta. I'll be happy to travel to Nashville. I'll be happy to travel anywhere if you fly me. Uh, but if it's within driving distance or you're local, then I'm all about it, okay? I can get there one way or another. We can work that out. You can leave me a message. Just, just send an uh, email to thedisciplesprojectatme.com and get me there or off somewhere on social. You can hit me up there. Um, you can head over to the booking page, right, which is on my website, thedisciplesproject.net, and see how I might be able to serve you there, right? Uh, and you can donate and you can do all those things. So there's, there's all kinds of ways. You can think about 2019 and start thinking about booking me for summer camp. You know, I, I, this is my, I'm going this year, this is my 15th year speaking at the same camp for 15 years, one week, sometimes two weeks uh, for, for a summer. Camp's a passion of mine. So if I can help you uh, just rally your kids to the cross, man. I want to do that. That's what I want to do for you and your youth group. I want to bring, bring, bring it, man, for you and your kids. So, guys, that's it. That's that's my heartbeat. That's what this is all about. This is not about. This is about timing. This is about saying now is the time. 
and I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to move forward, and I hope that you'll join me on the journey. I hope that you'll say, Paul, I want to be a part of this. Uh, If you're going to help train youth workers to uh, raise up and develop lifelong followers of Jesus, then I want to be a part of that. And uh, like I said, if you know me, if you know the resources, if you know uh, the heart and the passion and all that that I put into this, then uh, then you know what you're going to get from me in the next coming years. Um, tremendous things, I hope, that God's going to do. So, But that's it for today, guys. I appreciate your attention so much. Like I said, if you're brand spanking new, maybe none of this applies to you, except for maybe you're, you're hearing from a guy who's, uh, who's loved young people for a very uh, long time. And uh, I'm going to spend the next 20 years uh, loving on youth workers to the best of my ability and to help them raise up a new generation of followers of Jesus. And uh, that's it for today, guys. I'm going to uh, go have a good cry or something now. So <laughs> I will catch you guys on the next episode. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.